0: The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court, Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Great news for our guy, Hagen
2: Smith. He is an All American again, this time by D1 Baseball, second team All America. There are seven All America lists. Hagen made all seven, either first team, second team, or third team. Congratulations to him. And it was announced yesterday he made the collegiate national team roster for Team USA. So uh, he and Brady Tigert went. Hagan made the cut. I guess Brady's on his way back to favor. I heard Van Horn uh, earlier this week say uh, that he's going to rest, rehab, get his arm in tip-top shape. Uh, so that he'll be ready to go next year. Uh, Also, some news on the red-white report. Yesterday, you can go to ArkansasRazorbacks.com. They released some more pictures of what the big red rooftop bar is going to look like at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium in the fall of 2023. Looks really cool. Head over to ArkansasRazorbacks.com to take a look at that. And one other note, the uh, Razorbacks have hired a new hitting coach for softball, DJ Gasso. Uh, Coach Diefel made that announcement earlier this morning. And uh, Gasso was with the Utah Utes as their hitting coach. The two Utes. The Utes. The Utes. Coming to Fayetteville now. That's a look at your red-white report. All right, while he's getting Tom Murphy, let me read this. This is a uh, text from uh, Stat and Conway. Okay for pigskin got a quick question for pigskin Mm -hmm. being a preacher do you abide by matthew 7 1 and 7 2 on monday you judged everyone at lsu and all their fans as cheaters have you had your
3: crow after monday night no i haven't had my crow they're cheaters the football team just vacated years of wins for cheating the basketball team fired their coach for cheating, and he has a two-year show cause, so yes, they are cheaters, and as far as Matthew 7, it says for with the standard which you judge others, you will be judged I'm not out cheating and breaking the rules like LSU football and basketball, and tell me what factually I said that was wrong, they're cheaters give me some context, uh, were you not you were rooting against LSU? Yeah, I was rooting against them, I don't root for LSU at anything If LSU squared off in baseball next year against the University of Moscow and Vladimir Putin's son was pitching, I would root for the Moscow Reds over the LSU Tigers. Is that good enough, Stats and Conway? Yeah, I don't root for LSU at anything. And Justin Moore would back me up on this. What about LSU Ohio State? I would root for the stadium to open up and swallow both teams whole. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Great question, Christian. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and bring in Tom Mur- Murphy. On that note, Tom, welcome in. How are you? Ya?
4: Uh, y'all are cracking me up to start this <laughs> segment, so we're we're in a good spot, man. Thank, thanks, thanks,
2: Were you? Uh, we had two press conferences earlier this week. One uh, from uh, Musselman. One from Van Horn. Did you uh, cover either one? Well,
4: actually, I was driving back from uh, Springfield, Illinois, and and came in right in on the Ryan Mallet news on Tuesday. But I did read uh I did read the transcription of what Dave Van Horn said and so I don't know. I'm vaguely aware of
2: what happened. Yeah. Uh it wasn't nothing huge out of it. It's always good to especially during this uh kind of dead sports time to that the university makes these uh, guys available to us, gives us a little content for the week and uh and I think Van Horn to me, Tom signing these transfers it's almost like a, a contingency plan in case you don't get some of these uh, freshmen to come to campus next week that they're they're not going to get caught with uh, without a catcher shortstop second base or a center fielder they're, they're going to be prepared just in case it sounds like
4: well yeah I mean absolutely you need to do that and if the freshmen arrive um, uh, then you you there's going to be some guys who miss out on some playing time, or you know, who think they're started. I mean, Harold Cole, Harold Cole, Cole is a great example from last year, in that you know he probably felt like he might get more playing time than he did, and and Caleb Cowley came on at third base, and you know, John Bolton was a strong shortstop option for them defensively. There were times where um, Harold Cole had his chances to take over, and he hit, hit a little bit, uh, but wasn't there all the way defensively. I mean, so I say all that to say there's going to be competition at some spots, and, you know, when it, when it came down to it, when there were injuries for Arkansas, they were able to fill in. You know, they were able to put Diggs in the outfield. They were able to add uh, Grimes um, um, and Neville in left field when they were down two outfielders. And they were able to bring McLaughlin in and play, and they had enough depth to kind of survive it. In fact, they actually thrived during those, those mm-hmm. times. And so if you can build your depth this way um, and have some hungry guys on the bench, it, it helps your team. Tom
2: Murphy with us from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, wholehogsports.com. And also it appeared to me that Dave Van Horn wants Arkansas to be a better player when it comes to maybe NIL money for some of these transfers after watching what LSU was able to do.
4: Um, yeah, I would say that he feels like they're in a solid position, but what I think he described is it's just crazy out there. And I think some of the some of the latest rulings that you've had from uh, the you know the government that this is not tax deductible and all it's gonna it's gonna morph the plan. So what happened is it seems to me college sports dove head first into the NIL pool, and then the rules and regulations kind of came later. And I don't know how this is all going to be, you know, adjudicated, basically, in the long run, because things have already happened, and um, I don't know, I guess they're going to try to put some some stipulations and things like that on it, but uh, I don't know. We talked about this, you know, when it, when it first got going, that we were entering the Wild West, and there's kind of no going back, and it seems to me like they're trying to go back, but maybe... Uh, how do you enforce it all so uh, I think the next couple of three years are going to be we're going to see all kind of different strategies and um, adoptions of some rules to try to make things more uniform and I don't know where it's all going to lead
2: Tom Murphy with us Tom what, what's your best your favorite we did a lot of reflecting this week what was your favorite Ryan Mallet play
4: mm-hmm. well you know I've watched um, a lot of the highlights, as I'm sure a lot of you guys have, uh, I'm, I'm, the, the Kobe Hamilton touchdown, it was a good pass, but I mean, the two guys colliding and Jarius Wright blocking downfield were kind of made that. So that's not so much a mallet play, it's just the aggressive nature of what the offense was with Ryan Mallet. It's like the Greg Childs touchdown against Florida. You know, great catch, he'll the, the nearest defender, and he gets in the free, and then Jarius Wright is blocking all the way down inside the 10 yard line to make sure he, he makes it into the end zone. So I don't know. There was a great synergy between all those young receivers and mallet. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the perfection with which he did the play action against Georgia, mm. the, the touchdown to Chris Gregg in which there wasn't a defender within probably 15 or 20 yards. So it was just so well executed. That one stands out. Um, the crossing route to Jarius right, the first play against Alabama, and then the the wheel route to Wingo, the two-play touchdown drive to open that game, where I think is right, where people have claimed that that was the loudest um, Reynolds Razorback Stadium has ever been. It, it was an unbelievable atmosphere. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't carry it out through the whole game. But I don't know. All those plays stand out in my mind. Um, so I don't know. Like, if, if you know, if he dropped in a touchdown pass. I, I will say this: the touchdown pass against Georgia, where Greg Childs laid out in on the edge of the end zone, and it was a great catch. But he just put that in such a beautiful positioning. That's probably one of his better throws because it was a deep pass. So, but there's a ton to pick from, right?
3: Tom, my first impression of the kid when he signed in high school with Michigan. My brother, my son, and my son's friend got in the family truckster, went to Texarkana to watch one of his games. And it was Texas High playing Atlanta-Texas, and they were just really overmatched. But we got there for the beginning of the pregame, of the warm-up. That's the nicest high school grass field I've ever seen in my life. It was it, it, Golf greens aren't this nice. But he's out there standing at the 50-yard line. they got about a dozen receivers standing to the far right. And they're all running to the end zone, right down the right sideline. And Mallet is throwing ball after ball after ball to these kids. And when I tell you... With a flick of the wrist, he threw the ball as effortlessly for 50 yards as anybody I've ever seen in my life. To this day, I've been watching football for you know, 50 years now. I have never seen in person a more powerful arm than that kid had. It was just remarkable.
4: Yeah, and, you know, I think there was a part of Ryan Mallett that – there was a certain uh, cocksure nature about Ryan Mallett that I think he kind of liked. I think he was he, – He's 6'7", so he's already standing out. Then he's got this huge arm, and I do think he likes to, quote, show it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think I, I think he also learned touch along the way, and Quinn Grovey spoke about that at the, uh, the induction, the state uh, sports writers and broadcasters induction ceremony the other day. He, he talked to Bob, and he spoke about how Ryan had to learn that. You know, it's not all about the power of your arm all the time. Um we saw him on, you know, just uh, short routes to backs and things like that, you know, blow people's hands out. Um, but I think he learned it. Um, and, you know, his, his nature, he's just such a jubilant guy. And, and, I, and I heard um, Bobby Petrino on the buzz on Wednesday talking to the guys um, about the kind of guy Ryan Mallett was, you know, and that, that it was his courage and he, he helped make the team tougher. You don't think of Ryan Mallett being, you know, really that that tough. I mean, he's a tall guy, but he was tough, and um, he did help, you know, bring that nature to the team. And part of the reason why they were successful in 2009 and 2010 was that he was just such a such a leading figure, and the, the offense was—it just—it was just a beautiful mesh. Uh, wish we could have seen him stick around but you know Tyler Wilson had a massive year in 2011 but uh, one of my favorite Ryan Mallett stories is that as a student one day he walked into a class and he did not have there was a a sheet called a scantron that you <laughs> used to take tests. And he's like, anybody got a scantron for Ryan Daly? And to me, that summarizes Ryan Daly.
3: I heard the guys on The Buzz a couple years ago ask him, did that actually happen? He said no, and I'm thinking... I bet it did. That, that sounds exactly like something he would have done. Who's got a it's Scantron been, for Ryan Mallett? It's been told too much for it, to uh, it. be. It's got to be. Yeah. Hey, listen, when there's a fact and a legend, print the legend, right? I, I got it from someone in the class that it did happen. I think it did happen, too. I would put money on that. He was a character, Tom. He Like you said, he was a gunslinger, outside arm, outside personality, and just far, far too young at 35. He will be missed, no
4: doubt. I'm, I'm I'm glad we're still talking about him because he was he was a colorful guy. The times that I talked to Ryan when it wasn't an interview situation were some of the funniest. Um, like he'd come up for a camp or he'd just be out there and we'd talk. One day he uh, he goes hey man and he got out a card a business card and gave it to me. He was starting up Malice Lawn Care Service and that might not have been the exact name, but he was starting a, a mowing service. And I uh, took his card and I'm like dang I will probably. I'll probably call these guys if I need some lawn service. (laughs) And so um, I I remember uh, writing a big feature on him um, at the Liberty Bowl, uh, well, after the Liberty Bowl, and going down and talking to his parents, Jim and Debbie, in the stands. And if y'all remember, that Liberty Bowl was freezing.
0: Mm -hmm. And
4: um, I did not want to stay in those stands very long, but it was important for me to talk to them. And I ended up writing a big story on Ryan later. But he's one of in my 15 years covering this this team, you know, Darren McFadden was probably the best football player, and he might be the best in Arkansas football history. Uh, you can make the argument he's the best, but in terms of, like, colorful character, Mallet has got to be way high.
5: Yes, sir. On
3: that Your article after he passed the other day was fantastic, by the way. I meant to tell you that. I, I read that, and I thought Tom captured his 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 essence, his life, pretty well.
4: Yeah, and I also think, you know, I, I saw where the sheriff of Okaloosa County said it was not ripped tide, uh, but, you know, it's still dangerous waters. And I think that just should serve as a reminder to everyone. And when you have the Peyton Hill situation and then Ryan, um, anybody from our area or from the, the Midwest, the Southwest mm-hmm. that goes to the Florida Gulf, you just got to be
3: yes, sir. really
4: careful about how far you get out in the water. and what the tide situation looks like, so I don't know.
3: And Tom, I, just like I, what Wes pointed out today, he said with the oppressive heat out there and the warnings, his good friend Mitch Petrus that we lost way too soon from the same thing. You've uh, got to be careful, and if the, if folks are telling you there's danger, there's danger. You got to listen to that and take precautions.
4: Yeah, you absolutely do. And um, yeah, Wes was West was right there at the forefront of the Mitch. Mitch Petrus deal. I, I, I talked to Wes for the story I wrote on him. Um, tremendous character. Mitch Petrus was as mm-hmm. well. Unbelievable guy. have
2: got Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, you've been writing a series of stories uh, for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette featuring uh, freshmen, June, you know, sophomores, uh, uh, top three-year players coming back. I, I want to ask you about the, uh, the freshmen. Who do you think uh, is a guy that maybe didn't make much of a contribution last year that they're going to need this year?
4: Okay, well, okay, so that would be Richard Freshman. Isaiah Satania, who was my number one freshman, would be at the very top of that list. I think Ty Washington has a chance to be in the tight end rotation, along mm-hmm. with Luke has. um, and some of the guys coming in, Gums, and there's another guy, and then, you know, there's the back. So they really, they really kind of reloaded at tight end. Uh, those two guys – Stand out, You know, Jalen Braxton was one of their top-rated freshman signees, um, and he's in the 2-D, but cornerback. Now, I don't know what the whole, how it's all going to lay out when all the guys get, you know, when Al Walcott's available. Well, he's probably a safe. But Jaheim Singletary, the Georgia transfer, um, is he more of a corner? Will they try him at nickel? I don't know, but I think Jalen Braxton has a chance, at least before his career is over, to be a standout cornerback in the SEC, and you know, there's some other freshmen as well, but those are the guys who come to mind first. This is an
2: old team, and then they hit the portal again uh, for depth. When Tom, there have been years where it felt like Arkansas had some really good uh, players in the in the you know with the ones, but it was the backups, and then the injuries would happen, mm-hmm. and or a guy would have to play hurt. You know, we saw that last year with Bumper Pool. Is this team yep. deeper than in years past?
4: Well, I, I guys, I think it has a chance to be because um, even after spring ball was over, and, you know, they added a bunch of guys, you know, Trajan Jeffcoat, Antonio Greer, the linebacker. It was a bunch of guys. Um, uh, Snacks Johnson, at cornerback, Walcott, who was hurt, uh, and on and on. There was a bunch. John Morgan, um, the, the receivers. But after that, they had eight scholarships or nine still available, and they landed a bunch of other guys, you know, the tight ends. Um, the, uh, there's a defensive back they landed, and, uh, there's another linebacker, the kid from Cincinnati, Cincinnati yeah. uh, Jaheem Thomas. So when camp starts, there's going to be like another extended battle for playing time because you've got to think a kid like Thomas can make the two deep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think they have a chance to have some real depth. And then you got guys like Jordan Crook, who has great promise, who, when you think about Poopall and then Greer, And then Thomas and Jordan Cruz can be pushing for playing time. I mean, he's one of those aggressive kids that you see a great future on. So, I don't know. There's going to be really interesting dynamics that happen in the secondary uh, in particular for playing time when when camp opens up.
2: I was doing a radio show out of Memphis, and uh, the guy that does it's a he's a Razorback guy and fan, and uh, we were going over, you know, the depth of the, in the secondary and the linebackers for once, and uh, in the defensive line, and uh, then you got the quarterback, you know, KJ and Rocket, great one-two punch right there, and they're like, "What is this team missing? What worries you?" And, and to me, it was, I don't know if they had that wide receiver, that number one guy that that. Um, <clears throat> the explosive playmaker that you need out there. Is that, would that be at the top of your list? What worries you, or what is do you, you think is something they're missing on this team?
4: Good question. I would put that in my top two. I, I, would, I liked what I saw from Andrew Armstrong and Isaac Tesla as spring rolled on. I think when they got the, the playbook down, you started seeing those guys making more plays. and I, I have tentative confidence that those guys are going to make it on the SEC level. Uh, but you still want your, you know, they talked really well about Jadon Wilson, um, over, over winter and then he, uh, broke his leg and he wasn't available in spring. Well, does he come back to some type of form? Uh, will Bryce Stevens make a jump? Certainly he's going to be pushed by Isaiah Satania in the slot. So I, I think you're, I think you're going to see a similar type receiving core. Um, well, you know, uh, Hazelwood led the team in interceptions. He was the slot. Well, does that mean that Stevens and Satania might be the two top guys? They could be. But, you know, the Matt Landers' role, uh, a deep, deep receiving threat, well, Andrew Armstrong and Tesla have a chance to do that. Tesla made some great catches. But my other position, I would say receiver and then D, tackle. And so they added a guy like Booker, they, and they added some other guys at on the D line, and I think between – Eric Gregory, and then two guys who have been injured, Torian Carter and Cam Ball, and Cam Ball was just a high ankle. But between those three, Booker, you got to find another one or two guys that can play tackle for you, because I think they like their depth at the D. N. And so if they if they develop a decent four man or five man rotation at tackle, then they could be in in good shape. Now, what does that mean? Does that you know that means that the games that they lost by two points or won by a few points last year, that they're in those games, and they got to make plays in the fourth quarter, and they got to make plays when they're in the red zone, uh, when they have goal-to-goal like they didn't last year, and they have a chance to win eight, nine, ten games again.
2: Tom, thank you, sir. Great stuff, as always. Have a uh, awesome and safe July 4th holiday weekend, and we'll catch up with you next Friday.
4: Yeah, i chatterboxed a box on y'all a little bit. Today. No, thanks, no, thanks
2: for the talk. Alright, always. That's when we have, have a good long weekend, segment everyone. with you, Tom. We know that. That's no, it's no problem. <laughs> Tom good Murphy, deal,
4: good deal. Hey, great weekend, everyone.
2: Thank you. Coming up next, Matthew Postens will join us. We're going to talk a little bit about the Texas Rangers. Four All Stars for this team, and they're playing good baseball. Stick around; you're in the zone.
6: Facility Maintenance Services presents Melinda Mayo when she joins Morning Mayhem each Thursday morning. Serving Central Arkansas, Facility Maintenance
1: Services. We don't cut corners, we clean them.
0: Sports Center. On
1: July 1st, NBA free agency begins, and we got some big news in that department yesterday. James Harden, the Philadelphia 76ers star guard, has exercised his $35.6 million option for the 2023-2024 season, clearing the way for the organization and the 10-ton all-star to begin to work together to find a trade. This according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. The Sixers started making calls on James Harden on Thursday as it became clear they would not be declining the option and he's not entering free agency. Also in the NBA, the Sacramento Kings will be keeping veteran forward Harrison Barnes. According to Rhodes, once again, Barnes has inked a three-year, $54 million contract to remain in Sacramento who just made their long awaited return to the playoffs. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network.
6: True Service Community Federal Credit Union presents your Razorog update during Out of Bounds. True Service has a vacation now and pay later offer and receive up to $3,000 for your next vacation.
7: You're going to stand there and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker do's, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs,
1: nipsy dazers, or one single whistling kitty chaser? But Torpedo Joe's Fireworks Superstore does, just four and a half miles west on Colonel Glenn past the Rave Theater. Torpedo Joe's is
2: West Little Rock's go-to place for fireworks, including commercial show quality cakes and artillery shells, a 10% off discount for Buzz listeners, as well as military, fire, police, and EMTs. And yes, Torpedo Joe's Fireworks Superstore is air-conditioned. Sports fans
6: and trivia fans, listen up. Brewskies is bringing sports trivia to Thursday nights. Every Thursday at 7pm come play sports trivia at the best sports bar in town. 22-ounce draft beer specials and 2 dollars Plinko shots keep you from being thirsty, with plenty of pub grub options to keep you from being hungry Two. arrive early and take advantage of the happy hour specials and stick around after trivia for the thursday night karaoke party so come check out all the news for trivia every thursday at 7 p.m at brewskis your home for lunch happy hour and late night
2: david dunn here with central arkansas truck and trailer we're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer.
7: Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However,
1: we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival. Because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select tires and get tires. Service and straight talk at Big O Tires.
6: Justin Ackrey for Guatney Chevrolet and summertime is the right time to go get a deal from Guatney Chevrolet. Let's be honest, 24 7365 is the time to get a deal at Guatney Chevrolet but they do have some great deals going on summer inventory. Up to $7,500 off on new Silverados in stock with a 2009 or newer traded. Get $2,000 off in stock 2023 Equinox. Big fan of that vehicle. Plenty of room for the family and great gas mileage too. Plus rates on everything new in stock as low as 6.99% with approved credit. 5.9% as well on 72 months for Silverados when you finance with GM. There's also great pre-owned vehicle options at Guadney Chevrolet. There are so many reasons to go see our friends right there in Jacksonville, conveniently located from the capital city or anywhere in Arkansas, or in fact, the world that you can drive from to get to Guadney Chevrolet. The deals are worth it, great inventory in stock and much more coming in all the time. Also a great website where you can see all their inventory new and pre-owned at GuatneyChevrolet.com go by and see our friends up in Jacksonville
0: welcome back to the zone in the Oak Lawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Eggery and Wes Moore yeah.
2: Zone, glad you're with us. We're going to talk a little Major League Baseball, the All-Star, the starting All-Stars were announced last night. The Texas Rangers have four starters. Matthew Poston covers the Rangers. You can follow him on Twitter, at Poston's Postcard. He's now with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Matthew, how are you?
5: Hey, I'm good. Wes, how
2: are you? I'm um, outstanding. And, and as a Rangers fan, someone who grew up in East Texas and have gone through the ups and the downs and lots of downs recently, this has been a fun year, and it was pretty cool last night to see uh, four guys make the start, the uh, starting roster. This team's playing well right now, aren't they?
5: Yeah, they are. Uh, I think it's uh, after 81 games, we're actually right at the midpoint of the season. This is, They're tied for the third best record in franchise history. Hmm. Uh, they got a five game lead on the Astros, and they got the Astros coming to town, actually, Friday through Monday. So there's an opportunity there for them to, you know, maybe extend that lead a little bit if they can win three out of four. Uh, but I think at the very least for them, they want to hold serve against an Astros team that's been, you know, been kind of up and down this season, but they've got Altuve back. Uh, sounds like Alvarez and Uquiti are, are, are close to coming back, hopefully, after the All Star break. So, uh, the race is not near over, but uh, the, the Rangers have really put together a nice run of baseball here in the first half with, without a lot of real you know, hiccups. You know, they they had the injury to Steger for a month. Obviously, they lost to Grom earlier this month, and they haven't missed much of a beat uh, throughout these first 81 games.
2: Let's look at the four starters in the All-Star game. In, in your opinion, are they all deserving to be starters?
5: Yeah, I do. Uh, I think Steger... Uh, it, it's amazing. Seeger came back from the injury, and he, it's like he, he was never hurt, you know, the way he's been hitting for the last month. I think when you look at his average, uh, he, if he qualified right now, which doesn't have the FF to qualify, I think he'd have the second or third best average in the American League right now. So uh, he's deserving, even though he missed a month of the season, I think Simeon is a potential dark horse MVP candidate the way he's played. The team's run differential when he gets on base is three runs more than when he doesn't get on base. That tells you how important he is in the leadoff spot. Uh, Himes had a great offensive year. He's having the kind of jump year that Nathaniel Lowe had last year at first base. Uh, Everybody raves about what he does behind the plate. And then Josh Young, you know, objectively speaking, right now, he's the best all-around third baseman in the American League. Uh, His numbers offensively are stellar. And you know somebody who's covered you know most of their home games this year. His defense has come along to the point where he makes the difficult plays look very routine, uh, and that's a difficult thing for a rookie to do.
2: Was there anyone that was snubbed? I hate to you know he got four, so not complaining. But yeah. was there anybody else that was deserving?
5: Well, I mean Garcia was out there as one of the top six outfielders. I think he ended up finishing fifth in voting. Um, you know he's one of the top home run hitters in the American League. Uh, he just got hot again. He's at 20 home runs now. Uh, third straight year with 20 or more home runs. He's one of the best defensive outfielders in baseball. I think he has more outfield assists than any outfielder in baseball the last three years. Um, he's certainly deserving of it. You know, Nathaniel Lowe's got really good offensive numbers. He didn't make it to the finals of voting, but you know he could potentially get selected. I think Garcia will end up getting there because Aaron Judge is hurt so he won't be able to play. So that's going to leave a couple of positions open in the outfield. Uh, I think Garcia could be a guy you'll hear his name maybe called on Sunday uh, as a reserve. But uh, uh, the way this team is playing right now, I mean, even you know Ezekiel Duran, Leody Taveras, if they were playing on other teams, they, they might get more mention when it comes to the All-Star team. Uh,
2: what about pitchers? Who do you think will get their name called Sunday?
5: I think you'll definitely hear Nathan Evaldi's name on Sunday. Uh, he's pitched incredible for them all year. Um, I think he may be the only pitcher you hear uh, from the Rangers, although Dane Dunning's made a really interesting case over the last two months, pitching in Jacob DeGrom's place in the rotation. He's 7-1. and one. He's got a sub-3 ERA because he now has the innings to qualify. He has the fourth-best ERA in the American League. Um, he's just had an incredible season uh, taking that spot in the rotation. He wasn't healthy for most of last year. I think they kind of undersold the hip injury that he had surgery on at the end of last year. Now that he's healthy, now that he's got a little more command of his pitches and can fire through with his body, uh, he's been incredibly dominant the last two months.
2: Talking with Matthew Postens, he covers the Texas Rangers. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. What does Bruce Bochy meant to this team?
5: Consistency and you know, just buy in, you know, from the very beginning. When you, got, when you have a guy who walks in and has three World Series rings as a manager, and the Rangers had never hired a World Championship manager before, uh, right off the bat, you get credibility. And a lot of the players have talked about just the message he had to them the first day of spring training really just resonated with them as a team. But, you know, when you look at last year's team, you know, their batting order would change from day to day. Garcia would hit third one day, he would hit fifth the next day, he would hit fourth the following day. Bochy was really clear. He wanted a consistent batting order, at least in the first six spots every day. And he's been able to do that. And he was even able to do that when Seager got hurt for a month. He cycled different guys in that had qualities at the number two spot, Jankowski, Duran, Smith, uh, just that consistency every day, you know, so that when he does make a slight adjustment like he made on the road trip last week where he flipped low and young in the order for a couple of days just to break up the left-handed hitters, the players are like, okay, I trust you. You know, you've, you've built up that confidence, you've built up that credibility, and, and you, you accept that move in the lineup for a couple of days you know, just to see if it works. And it, and it did work for them while they were in Chicago when they made that adjustment. So it, it just the steadiness, his leadership, uh, the consistency he brings every day, and just you know, everybody bought it so fast when they brought him in, and it, it's easy to see why.
2: How has this team done what they've done so far?
5: Well, for one thing, you know, obviously they've, they've hit the ball incredibly well. Um, uh, most runs scored of any team, best runs per game average in baseball, but they've been incredibly good with runners in scoring position. I think their average is still the best in baseball, even though they've had a bit of a downturn the past two, three weeks. So it's not just that they're getting hits. They're getting timely hits. They're, they're avoiding empty outs, whereas if you have a runner on base uh you're doing something with them. Like the other night when they played Detroit, uh they had a couple runners on base. Uh Jonah Heim grounded into a ground out at second base, but the only play was the first, so the two runners advanced. And then Robbie Grossman brought one of them home with a sacrifice flat. So even though they got two outs, they got a run out of it. So they avoid those empty outs. Uh the, the pitching has been much better from a starting pitching standpoint. Uh by bringing in Evaldi, Andrew Heaney, even Jacob degrom for the short amount of time he was able to pitch. Um, it's really given them a chance every day uh, to have somebody up on the mound that can give them a chance to win. Bullpen's been a little spotty, mm-hmm. a little up and down, but Will Smith is turning out to be one of their best signings of the offseason. Bochi has talked about how he just was kind of stunned that Will Smith was still out there in February when they were looking for additional relief help. He was a guy who closed for him in San Francisco, so he was familiar with him. Uh, They got him into the uh, closer role in mid to late April, and he's got, I think, 14 saves now. Um, They haven't had a lot of opportunities for saves just because either they've had games where they've been up by a lot or they've had games when they've kind of been down by three or four runs. So um, save opportunities are likely to come in the second half of the season, and Smith looks up to the task.
2: What do you think they do as the trade deadline approaches?
5: I think they're going to be aggressive. I think you're definitely going to see them go look for – top-shelf bullpen help. Um, they have, I think, three or four guys that I think can make it to the end of the season and, and be consistent. Josh Spores has been a real uh, bright spot for them from a bullpen standpoint. It's funny. When they moved Gunning into the rotation in May, which was the right call, it really kind of discombobulated their bullpen for a few weeks, and they, they kind of had to figure some things out. They don't really have a true long guy right now. I think they might go look for somebody that can fill that role. Uh, but I think they're going to look for a couple of high-leverage relievers that can work and set up roles in the seventh and eighth innings. I think they could go after a bat. Um, this batting order is loaded, uh, but uh, they're cycling different guys through the designated hitter spot, Grossman, Garver. Uh, that's where they put Heim for a day when they need to give him a break behind the plate. You know, they could go after a veteran bat. that could give them a little bit more production from that spot and maybe play a position in the field. Uh, but, you know, I think they're going to be aggressive, especially with their bullpen. And if they can find a value starting pitcher that could help them and serve as a long reliever, but also as a spot starter, uh, they might go in that direction too. But I think they sense that they have a team that's constructed that can be competitive in October and, and maybe do something special. I think they're going to be aggressive enough to try and, Give them everything they need to make that happen,
2: Matthew. It was great to catch up with you. It's been a while since uh, I talked to you, but uh, thank you for your time. And uh, it was good to uh, talk a little Rangers baseball here in Little Rock.
5: Absolutely, I appreciate it. You guys have a great day,
2: Matthew Postons on the Brandon Moving and Storage hotline. You can follow him on Postons Postcard on Twitter. Here's a cool story: The Diamondbacks are calling up outfielder Dominic Fletcher. He is the 14th ranked prospect in the uh, Major League Baseball pipeline here's what's cool about it his brother David Fletcher he'll be he playing against it, yeah. him this weekend yeah. the yeah. two Fletcher brothers one a former Razorback, will uh, uh be seeing his brother he w- he was called up earlier and I didn't yeah. realize he was sent down because he he was productive and had some some good moments batted 308 and 78 out bats two home
6: runs 13 RBIs.
2: wow Pretty
3: good very good. Well, he's So brother back. against brother. Yeah. This harkens back to the Civil War days when families were divided. <laughs> one guy would fight for the Union. One would fight for the Confederacy. So,
2: yeah. I don't think it's going to come to life or death. But. <laughs> so they're
3: not going to shoot no, anybody, no, no, but they're just, just baseball. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you know, they're, no. they're on opposing sides.
2: Yes, they will be. Okay. Yes, All gotcha. right. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little college football. Brian Edwards, VegasInsider.com will join us. He's got some lines, some uh, some
3: uh, things that he's uh, kind of looking at. So maybe I want to some... hear what he has to say. Yes. About the Ohio State yeah. losing again. We'll let you ask him about that.
2: Stick around. You're in the zone.
7: I like Saracen Summertime Sports Car Giveaways continue with a beautiful Mercedes Benz Cabriolet in July. Play at the Saracen Casino this month to win a Mercedes Convertible from Mercedes Benz of Little Rock. Saracen Casino is the only place in Arkansas where you can qualify to win a Mercedes Convertible just for playing your favorite games. Only 40 minutes from Little
2: Rock, Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play and win. Saracen Casino
3: Resort, Vegas, Arkansas
2: style. Family problem? Call 800 4700.
7: The Ranger and Mercury Firecracker Blowout Sale. Going on now at all six Bradford Marina Day TV statewide locations. Check out the Regency 230 LE3 Sport with 250 Mercury Verado and get up to $10,000 in savings. Or try the Ranger 520R with Mercury 250 Pro XS and up to $5,000 inflation discount and a free cover. On the spot financing. Buy today, play today. Available now up to July 4th at all six Bradford Marina Day TV statewide locations.
6: Your authorized Ranger dealer. Hey y'all, Dr. Grant Dennis here with the Specific Chiropractic Centers and Everbowl. Ever think to yourself, why does everything that tastes so good have to be so bad for me? Well, at Everbowl, we whip up tasty acai bowls and smoothies every day that are packed with antioxidants, fiber, and other naturally nutritious goodness to help fuel you throughout your day, and they are actually good for you. Our bowls are vegan, dairy-free, and good for your busy, active, and healthy lifestyle during these hot summer months. They come swing in, cool off with Everbowl, mention Dr. Grant, and you'll get a special promotional offer. We're in between the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center, in between Santo Coyote and Numa.
7: Guadney Chevrolet has redeployed deal team six. These guys didn't retire. They reloaded and declared it truck month without GM's blessing. Bite the bullet and get up to 7,500 off select Silverados in stock with eligible trade. Trading a 2009 or newer? Stack the rebates as high as 4,250 on 2023 Silverado. Upgrade your family's personnel carrier to a 2023 Equinox with 2,000 off in stock units. Why shop a mine? field of questionable used cars. Browse a huge selection of pristine pre-owned with Guatney's Deal Team 6 today. Guatney Chevrolet, the top gun of Arkansas' Chevy dealers. Coming from Little Rock? Avoid any traffic or construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main, then left on Bailey. To our front door, 1301 TP White Drive. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offer with approved credit. See dealer for details.
0: some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, milk and cookies, lock and key, and of course, The Zone and the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Now, let's get into the show with Justin Akrey and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. <laughs>
2: Back to the zone, Westmore, Christian Weaver. we got the pick skin preacher, Philip Martin, just stepped in. Loaded studio. Glad you're with us. We're going to move to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline right now. I'm bringing Brian Edwards from Vegas Insider. You can also follow him, BrianEdwardsSports.com. Brian, what's up, man? How are you? What's
1: going on, Wes? How we
2: doing? Oh, It's awesome. It's Friday. We've got a four-day weekend coming up. Go heading to the lake. It's going to be awesome. It's Christian's birthday's coming up, so it's a, it, everybody's happy around here.
1: Good stuff. Got football right around
0: the
2: corner. I know it, and I love it because I'm starting to see some lines. I'm sitting, starting to see some bets, and uh, so I thought, man, we need to get Brian on here and talk a little bit. Arkansas season total is it out? Uh, at least at some places, what is it, six and a half?
1: So Fanduel's got it at six and a half. If you like the over, it's a minus one twenty two price, and if you like the under, it's even money. But DraftKings has it at seven. And if you like the over, it's plus 125, risk 100 to win 125. There's also a matchup uh, prop at DraftKings uh, just comparing regular season wins between Miami and Arkansas. Hmm. And Miami is the small minus 125 favorite. Arkansas is a minus 105 price. Just whoever wins the most regular season games. And obviously, it'll be a uh, push, no play if they win the same amount
2: that 's that 's a unique bet uh, I, I saw that, and i 'm like i don 't know anything about miami <laughs> you know't i don 't I don't know how to feel about Miami, but I feel good about Arkansas, and I love the over bet We were looking at the schedule yesterday and talking with some of the guests, and uh, I think Arkansas has got a really good chance to start three and zero, and they have just a very tough four game gauntlet where they're on the road, except for you know it's a road game at uh, Arlington, a neutral site game, but then they come back and they got five to me winnable games to finish the season. I think yeah, I don't know if they do what they're supposed to do. That's eight wins right there and maybe they pick off a you know, an A and M or uh upset a team uh that on the road and I think that they could get to nine wins.
1: Yeah, I, I like the over uh for Arkansas, you know, should start three and Uh I think you'll be favored in your last three games. You got a great shot at winning at Florida with two weeks to prepare, and it'll be a natural letdown spot for the Gators coming off the Georgia game. Hmm. But, man, Arkansas really gets hosed having to get on an airplane four Fridays in a row for that gauntlet you've mentioned at LSU, A&M in Arlington, at Ole Miss, at Bama. And uh, and then, you know, after all that, you come home. And, and look, I, I'm picking Mississippi State last in the SEC West, but last in the SEC West. Doesn't mean you're a a complete scrub of the team. I mean, Mississippi State gets two weeks to prepare, and Arkansas is playing its eighth game Mm -hmm. in eight days. But other than the the first three and the last three, I still think Arkansas wins that game against Mississippi State, although, you know, situationally, it's a good spot, if you will, for Mississippi State. But, and I think, you know, Arkansas can win at Florida, and they can win in Arlington. Certainly had no business losing in Arlington. Uh, last year, the 13 point swing on the fumble, and then, you know, Cam Little's field goal that, uh, you know, I'd never seen a, a, a field goal hit the very top of the upright. And then I read the next day that, you know, NFL goalposts are five feet higher. So if that game was at any college stadium, uh, that field goal would have been good. So it's uh, just a few games of the year lines I'll throw out at U.S. West uh, Arkansas is plus 13 and a half at LSU, a three point underdog. Uh, to A and M, an 18 point underdog at Bama. Hmm.
2: I'm surprised. The only one that surprises me really is the A and M line.
1: Yeah, I could I can see that problem. In my mind, that that's probably a pick'em game. I, I got lucky on that one last year. I got Arkansas early. That was my favorite play that weekend. I, I got two and a half, so I was fortunate on that game. But they never <laughs> they should have won that game outright. No, no doubt.
2: Ryan Edwards with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Any other season totals that, that you like in the SEC?
1: Yeah, I'm on over 9.5 for LSU, and I'm on over 7.5 uh, for Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss got 20 transfers, uh, eight four-star guys. They rank fifth in the country per 24-7 sports in terms of transfer Specific uh, recruits and uh, look, they've got a deep quarterback room. Uh, we'll see who wins that job. I mean, I, I will be. I think Spencer Sanders will win that job if his shoulder is right. Had the shoulder issues uh, last year, but um, like Arkansas, they did a good job of loading up in the portal on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, got an excellent linebacker from Louisville and Monty Montgomery. But you know, I love how Pittman got a ton of veterans you know, guys out of the portal, uh, guys that have played a lot of football. I mean, Jeff Code at Missouri, 29 career starts. Walcott, 20 career starts at Baylor. John Morgan, 14 career sacks at Pitt. Keevy Rose, 32 career starts at Lock Tech. And probably the best of the transfer uh, uh, guys is Antonio Greer uh, with 27 starts, 238 tackles at USF. What I want to ask you, if you don't mind, Wes, I, I want to know about these receivers, the two uh, D2 guys. And uh, Tyrone Broden, kid, the four-star... At Bowling Green, how, how did they look in
2: the spring? Well, we just had Tom Murphy on from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and he covered the Razorbacks all during the spring. And he mentioned Armstrong and Tesla as the uh, two transfers that, towards the end of spring, when they started getting comfortable, they looked like the guys that the out of the transfers that would that would make an impact on this team. Of course, they got a couple of younger receivers in the slot. Uh, one of them, uh, a speedster from uh, Fayetteville, Isaiah Satanya that we just saw small little snippets from last year but as far as the transfers that tesla and armstrong were the ones that he pointed out now you know you know how it is with some of these transfers. Uh, some of them it takes a little bit longer to, to feel comfortable to learn the playbook, to figure out what you're supposed to do in the offense. so I'm not going to count out anyone just yet because they you know a lot's happening right now in the summer uh, and doing some individual work and then now they even get to work a little bit as a team in the summer. so uh, I wouldn't count out anyone as of, as of now. I think the, the thing is they got the numbers, and uh, out of those numbers it's who's going to separate themselves.
1: They're listed six four, so uh, big target, and uh, I'll be interested to see. You know, the two top recruits were tied ends, and then you got the North Texas uh, transfer who mm-hmm. was first team All Conference USA. So uh, on paper, you know, it looks like you know the, the Pittman has really retooled the roster. Uh, with some talent, and like I mentioned, a lot of veteran talent on the defensive side of the ball.
2: Got Brian Edwards with us, Vegasinsider.com. Also, you can go to his website, Brian Edwards Any uh, games that first week you already have your eye on?
1: Yeah, I'm on LSU. Um, I got it, uh, actually, I got a, a little bit of money line, minus 130, and I got most of my money at, at minus two. Uh, LSU going to Orlando in in week one to face FSU. Now, most books have it at three, but they're still one, two and a half at at DraftKings. And so I'm on the Tigers in that game. And like I mentioned, I'm on over nine and a half. And I even made a small play on them to win it all at uh, 16 to one, uh, which uh, you can find at DraftKings. Right now, I love Jalen Daniels, 17 to 3, TDI and T ratio last year, let him in rushing, 11 rushing touchdowns. And, and look, I think they got two QBs that can play. Uh, Nussmeyer has looked good when he, he's got a chance, uh, especially in the second half of the Georgia game. And I just think Harold Perkins is an absolute superstar, and he's going to have a mm-hmm. monster first team All American type season. And you guys you know, yeah. saw that last year. And, and another thing on Arkansas, I mean, four losses by nine combined points. It was really close to being a good season. And if KJ plays in the LSU game, you know, y'all probably win that game because that was your best defensive effort uh, of the season.
2: Before we let you go, you got any Bryce Mitchell news?
1: No, I, but I, like I, we, you and I texted, I, I will say that the only blemish on Bryce's resume uh, is aging really well because the guy that beat him, Ilya Sephoria, I was in Jacksonville this past weekend. He was uh, in the main event and he absolutely dominated Josh Emmett, who had just fought for the um, uh, the interim featherweight title. And I, I sent you the pictures. I mean, he left he left Emmett a bloody mess, and Emmett is one tough uh, deuce. So the lone blemish on Bryce's resume is aging quite well, hmm. and. um Look forward to seeing him uh, get back in the octagon whenever he, you know, I know he was having a health issue uh, a couple months back and had to withdraw from his last fight. But, um, yeah, not, not a not a big stain on his resume. That, that one's aging quite well.
2: Brian, thank you for your time. Have a great holiday weekend. We'll talk to you soon.
1: All as well. Thanks, Wes.
2: Brian Edwards, VegasInsider.com. When we come back, hour number three. We've got Philip Martin in here. Reed Llewellyn's gonna stop by and talk about the great Arkansas Beer Festival, details on that, birthdays, entertainment. You're in the zone.
1: I'm talking about Elias Mexican Grill. Take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. The key special, a Mexican Abache dish with fresh steak, chicken, or shrimp. Tuesdays are Taco Tuesdays and they're only $1.99 at Elias. And now they're serving homemade tortillas. Fresh pies for dessert along with soft serve ice cream. Elias Mexican Grill award-winning.